Hello, this is the Zodiac Killer. You're watching Geekscape. You know, I'm really a nice guy. Kind of misunderstood. You understand that, right? Anyway, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Oh, I love cotton candy. Hey, I love cotton candy too, but not nearly as much as I love netriver.net. Go on there, get yourself a website, make your own blog, start a community, run your own game server. They're a tier one data center that is cheaper than anything else you're going to find on the web. Netriver.net. Type in the promotional code Gilmore, you get 10% off all standard hosting, dedicated servers, and VPS offerings. Also, check this out, valleywag.com. They are running the Hot Blogger of the Internet contest, and I'm one of the contestants. Please, vote every day by deleting your cookies. Tell all your friends, if I win, you guys are going to see the funniest acceptance speech video ever made. So definitely go and vote every single day, valleywag.com. Enjoy the episode. I love you. What's up, guys? Welcome to Geekscape episode 11. Uh, check out my new glasses. Why don't you turn them on, Graham? I can't find the switch. Here, turn them on. Get them on? Prepare to be amazed. How cool is that? These are my new uh, Spider-Man spelunking glasses. And uh, I got these at work the other day. Somebody didn't <coughs> want them, so I got them. I think they're pretty cool. Don't you? Yeah. Not that, you know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just like those. Uh, this is my good buddy Graham. Yeah, he's a major part of Geekscape. Uh, I decided that in all the rotating co-hosts, start featuring some of you guys. That uh, I mean, don't lump me with Gilmore. <laughs> well, 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 Gilmore's part of it, and VJ's part of it. Uh, but we have rotating co-hosts, and you guys always do stuff. Behind the scenes, throw stuff in, peek in every now and then. Just, why, just why not, tell, why tell not do an episode tell with them, you? Tell them why. Kevin Smith wouldn't call you back. That's true. So you're stuck. Well, he started me. his own. He started his own podcast with his own Sorry. buddy from from uh, high school and in, in childhood. So seriously, why not bring in a uh, childhood friend? I'm put. I want to put a line of tape down. Okay. Okay. Don't worry right about there. it. This that's, is the line of demarcation. Do not cross. Okay. Uh, for those audio listeners, Graham is upset that my leg is touching his. I'm not upset by it. I'm excited. What? I gave it 30 seconds before he's rubbing it again. <laughs> um, Graham, why don't you give some background? On? Us, our friendship. Well, it all began. Well, you know, like last week we had my, my, last, last episode we had my brother on, who was your grade mm-hmm. in school. Oh, uh, yeah, so I was uh, basically best friends with Paul, and uh, by default... I was always hanging around. Yeah. Um, and we... I, I helped you through Monkey Island. That, that's that, was when, that, was when our, that was when we started coming together. <clears throat> that was... Uh, I was two years older than I was, me. like, trying to bridge... I was always the kid that was, like, bridge the gap between, like, the nerds and the semi-cool and kids. I know what category I was in uh, and it, there's always that thing where when you have your friends over by, by the way that's a complete lie if somebody says they were bridging the gap that means oh, they were lying. not popular yeah. I was not popular <laughs> I had friends hey BJ have you heard this um, I know you guys have heard this when, when someone separated and out of high school a couple years right here yeah that right is here. the touch uh, when you're out of high school a couple years and you start talking to people uh, who've been separated from high school a couple years they always say Oh, I was friends with everyone. Uh, I was kind of in the middle. I was kind of friends with everybody. That is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. So, would, would you say that? Uh, no. There are some people that. Uh, Mr. Westlake, like- <laughs> right here. Look at this guy. Oh, God. I wish there was pictures somewhere that we could just flash up right I, I, now. <laughs> and that's where you would throw it in. I do. Have, I need to take notes. I, I got to do, do notes. I do have a picture. I'm going to uh, do notes. While one I do one this. of the jobs that Graham does on the show is he stands off camera and writes notes down for all the inserts that you guys see. Um, Hilarious. Some of them make it like this break. one. Right? Change your life. Pretty funny. Uh, some of them make it in, some of them don't. That one definitely did. And uh, that's kind of what you do. But, but uh, what's funny. NPR. What, put together the press kits. What, 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 what's funny is that. Uh, that our, you and Paul were friends, but mm. our families kind of inter... Yeah, it's, it was, it's, it's a what story, was the story? Of a tale of destiny, I believe. What happened? 
Where'd you grow up? I grew up. Get out of here. Jesus I grew up in San Antonio. Okay. Leg. It's cool. In San Antonio. And when I was eight years old, I took a ski trip with the family to Redosa, New Mexico. Redosa, where my mom lives now, funny enough. I know that. And we were on that ski trip. And, and, you and randomly, Paul, we, were, yeah. we were all in the same, it was all three of us, I think. In the same. In the same ski, like, ski class. The yeah. whole like, pizza french fry class. Pizza french fry. And, uh, You're going to have a very bad time. And th- but there's a picture, for whatever reason, like we were buddies, like little buddies in the class. Mm-hmm. And so our families like, got together for dinner one night. And there's a picture somewhere, I think your mom has it, because it was okay. a picture that my mom took. I think she gave it to your mom. Okay. Of the three of us. Sitting at a table, and Paul's just like little fat Paul, like drinking this hot chocolate. And uh, no, no, John, you were drinking the hot chocolate. And I was, I was always the kid who was like, "Come on, I don't don't take a don't take my picture." What do you want to immortalize memories for? Um, And and oddly enough, you lived in San Antonio. We lived in Austin. Yeah, they lived in Austin. You moved to San Diego. Then I moved to San Diego. We're never going to see you again. Yeah, and then I moved. My dad got another job in Austin, so that's me moving. And coincidentally enough, it was the same school district. Same school district. And we were like, you were the kid that we were skiing with a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I wasn't. The first day of school there at Forest Trail. For, Forest, Forest Trail, Trail Elementary. Forest Trail. My mom dressed I wasn't me Mr. up. Forest Trail. She dressed me up in like this, uh, like nice outfit. You know, back to school, mm-hmm. but it was like February, and so. It was like Salem like, Dillers. Would it, like, would it be like this? No, it was okay. it was like uh, a button-down shirt, like a rugby kind of shirt, and like those those uh, khaki pants that like puffed out at the sides with the pleated whatever. And then for whatever reason in Austin, it was the cool thing for all the kids to play soccer during lunch. Right. I never played soccer in my life, so I get there and I'm like, all right, this is what I got to do. I'm on this team with 29 other kids. Versus those 30 kids. Because everybody has to play. Yeah. And literally, I'm just standing. Oh, you can't even see me now. I'm just standing around with my hands in my, my puffy pockets. And, and all of a sudden, the ball comes right at me. It was straight out of a movie. The ball, like, rolls because 60 people are down at the other right, end of the field. Right. Nobody was playing. Get out of here. Nobody was playing goalie. Uh, ball just, like. Rolls up to me. Oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the dogs anyway. over to you. Right. And so the ball oh. comes right up to me, and I'm like, all right, I'm in. This is your I'm moment. In. This is your moment. I'm going to score a goal, and then we're going back to homeroom, and they're going to be talking about me for that, decades. How awesome the new kid is, like, like an airborne. And so I lean back, try to channel all my kickball experience Because this, this is it. This is your big moment to impress. With it completely on, a, on mud. Fall in the mud, ruin the new clothes, start crying, and then am branded as... I can't remember the name, but it was something pretty bad. It was embarrassing. <laughs> and then, whatever. How long did that follow you? Uh, it's, it kind of set a precedent for the rest of my life. Uh, but then I remember going into the bathroom right after that and seeing your brother, who uh-huh. I didn't know was your brother at the time, okay. and some other kid... Like, literally, on their hands and knees, looking under the stall in the bathroom, going, what's that smell? What's that smell? And I'm like, that's the funniest thing. Because somebody was obviously in there, and it was obviously a teacher. And <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, wow, that, that's pretty funny. And then it just kind of... You just kids became friends. Uh, and I got you into Monkey Island, and then you started hitting me up for tips. No, you didn't but, get me into Monkey Island. Yeah, I didn't get Bullshit. you. You found that on your own. I was, I was a, a closeted computer game guy. But not but all the games back there were those point and click. <coughs> shut up. Were the point and click games? Right, the adventure games. And like it was always Loom mm-hmm. was the one. Somehow Loom, I think it was my sister got me started on those or whatever. Uh, but then Monkey Island came out, and I was like, I can't it's figure great. out what to do. I gotta get past this voodoo place, and I, was and like, I got all these voodoo. I gotta make the doll. I gotta get everything together. And I literally for like three weeks trying to figure this out. And I just was like, oh, it's easy. Blank, blank, blank. Done. No, literally, you said. I remember because you had like this, like one of those crackers, like cheese cracker things, and you're eating them. Oh, and I go, hey, how do you get past that? He's like, and you're just like, oh, put it all in the juju bag. Like some cool <laughs> guy, not cool. Oh, uh, like this, like this, cool. 
Oh, all you guys want this right now, and but you're not going to get 20 it. 20 years later. <laughs> about Here 20 years are. later. Uh, so let's talk about some of the movies we saw this weekend, uh, this past week. Uh, we went to see Reno 9-11. Mm-hmm. Reno 911 Miami, w- w- uh-huh. which is like kind of your bag. Your bag is like you're part of the whole improv yeah. thing. You're a big fan of mm-hmm. improv sketch comedy. Right now, you're taking classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, uh-huh. which is right. Hey, we're back. Okay. And um, I'll write that down. Okay, Graham, it's okay. I, 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 I let me the, do my job. Well, you just said what to put up there, and I watched through the episode, so that was kind that of was a reminder. something completely different. Okay. Well, hopefully I remember. Like and, this. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're a big fan of this kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Me, sort of. I like scripted comedy a little more, mm-hmm. but I definitely wanted to see this movie, because I enjoy the show. We went to see it. I, I would really <laughs> rather not talk about the cameos in the movie, even though you know that, that, they've, yeah. that they've been in a lot of... Uh, you, you said well, they're, 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 they're written up. They're, I mean, they're, they're written up in articles and yeah. reviews. But for me, I didn't read any of them, and I really loved them, the cameos. Uh-huh. And there's some great cameos in the, in the movie. That was the first voice crack of this episode, yeah. by the way. One thing you'll there, will be, there will be many more. <laughs> I get, there will be learn. at least two more. Leg. Okay. All right, one thing you're going to learn is that Graham's voice cracks a lot. Almost 27 years old, and I... About halfway through puberty, it seems. So, what do you think, buddy? Did oh, it, I did. Like I, it, shrug or? I I think I think what, what I said to you the other day. I think it would have been better as like, because literally it's just the TV show. There's a really theater. loose plot line where. Yeah, it would have been better. Uh, I think if they basically had, here's the idea. Let me let me just do it so I can play the trailer. <laughs> uh, the Reno police wait, it, get I'm invited. Below. It's down there. Uh, the, the Reno police get invited to a big convention in Miami. When they show up, they realize that they've been left off for some uh, reason for going into the convention. But a bad guy has let out some poison or so, think, some, some disease. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Let out some, some, <coughs> some uh, con- contagious disease or something. So they have to quarantine the... the uh, Convention center. All the real cops are stuck inside. The only people who are uh, left are are rejects from Reno, and they have to patrol Miami, keep it safe until an antidote is found, or the cops are going to die. Uh, and that's kind of the whole plot. It's really loose though, yeah. and it just pretty much is a but, loose and that's, framework. That's, the, that's, it's like a, that's what the it's show's like. Fra- like. Yeah. That's exactly what the show's like. It's basically they're a framework very... for them to do little pieces like the show. Yeah, and I think it would have been better if they had done like a mini series on Comedy Central. Because I think it's there was parts when it was just like, all right, we get it. The guy's wearing short shorts. They don't have to go back to it. All right, they're all the, the guy. He tried the who? Which one directed it? Know, ben I'm Grant. Sure. Okay. Uh, Deputy Junior. They, he did this long, drawn out scene like. Oh uh, yeah. Where, he, where like, you're seeing all the different wall. You're just seeing the different rooms in the hotel. Yeah. And it's it was pretty it was pretty cool. Room. Like it showed all the, the different characters and how they interacted and you know I, I liked it. Yeah, there's one big long shot where you see all the wall, like a whole side of the hotel and everybody's different rooms and you follow them back and forth through their rooms uh, in one big long shot and you get pieces of, of how everybody's going to end up that night as they all go to sleep, which means basically for these characters, masturbate. What? Um, and there are a lot of jokes like that. Um, I thought for the most part it was just a fun movie. It's definitely a rental, <coughs> you know, but it's a rental that I think people are going to quote. Yeah. Don't you think? I think I think it's very good that the uh, you know I guarantee it took probably less than a couple million to make and right. it's gonna it's do it's, it's much made fifteen than that. million as of the taping of this show so it's definitely a profitable movie. The other movie that we went to see was David Fincher's Zodiac. Uh, this is the movie this morning. <laughs> fresh review of, right here as of the recording of this. Uh, we went to see it earlier this morning, and this is about the Zodiac killer who. Like pretty much stalked the Bay Area for the first bit of the '70s, late late '60s, yeah. and uh, over the course of almost three decades, <coughs> nobody knew who had done it. Or, uh, for for about 25 was, years, I was twice, by the way. No one. That was the second yeah. voice break. No one knows who it is to Still, this day. Still to this day, because the movie shows how like one murder took place in Napa County, the other was in uh, Modesto, Vallejo, and so like. All the different jurisdictions and is that even, did I say that word right? I think so. I, I think you said it right. It, it, basically, what you see is the, these characters in the <coughs> in the movie 
the through line kind of follows three of them. The Robert Downey Jr. character, who's a, a homicide uh, reporter for a paper in He San doesn't Francisco. age well. Uh, a, uh, an actual police officer, played by Mark Ruffalo. Uh, and Jake okay. Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. Didn't age at all. Uh, yeah, who's supposed to age 25 years over the course of the movie, doesn't age at all. And he's just the cartoonist for the San Francisco paper. And he's really the guy who gets the most passionate it's, about it's all, it's not, this guy. That's the thing, it's not, the movie's not about the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's kind of like a, a background thing. It's about the people who get sucked into the case and how it takes over their lives. Like, you see it kind of deteriorate Robert Downey into nothing, and then... You see Jake Gyllenhaal going down the same path, and you see Mark Ruffalo's career start to become derailed yeah. by, his, you know, his obsession with this case. There was they they started the movie off. Did you notice the kid who uh, got shot at the beginning? The first victim that that was out. Minkus from Boy Meets World. <laughs> the little nerd kid who who was always like, "I did my homework. What about you, Sean?" And then Sean was like, "Shut up, I'm tough." Have you ever Check thought Minkus was annoying? Jacket. You guys are gonna love this movie. Um, Good shot, but he lived. Yeah, that, that character ends up living. And but um, the, there was one uh, scene because there's okay. a couple. Uh, what did you, know, you think of the movie? Did you? Enjoy I liked it. it? I really, I really liked it. I thought it was a little long, but I really liked it. I think, I think I thought that the same stabbing thing scene was foul. Like, yeah, they, early on there's a there's a, a scene where you see somebody definitely getting stabbed, and of course me as the annoying guy in the audience, I have to turn to Graham and go. Yeah, I get it, John. <laughs> I get it. I no. get it. <laughs> um. Go ahead, keep going, as I touch your leg. Um, I don't know, I, th- I think it was definitely a David Fincher thing, whereas the, uh, it's, the first murder has that, the hurdy-gurdy man, you know that the song? The song, yeah. And then it ends with that song. It's, you know, definitely used the time period as its own kind of character, and I, just, I thought the set design was really cool. It's basically they just went and found old buildings that had that old look to it that yeah, the, old buildings with the old look well I mean it has that insightful there, there's a really cool um, transition where they're basically doing a, a computer generated uh, time lapse of the Transamerica building oh yeah, yeah that was cool I thought that was pretty neat um, but you're right the time is definitely a character in it uh, for you guys who love David Fincher based off of things like Fight Club and um, Seven I think this is the most restrained he has been stylistically. Was, was she shake, were you shaking your head no? Do you like this oh, one? okay. Uh, Laura's sitting over here. That's good. Um, Fight Club, great movie. Seven, great movie. Panic Room didn't see. Panic Room, I, I wasn't. Jared Leto with Cornrows. Panic Room, Panic Room, I think, was his most, where, where he... Uh, I read it was, like, was kind of like, it was a heist movie where... I saw it. Do you like it? Laura's opinion yeah. in Jared, the cornrows. Yeah, Jared Leto's cornrows were the star of the film. Her. She didn't like um, the cornrows. She hates Jared but, Leto. But I, I think that Panic Room was his most stylistically imposing movie, where he imposed himself the most into the film mm-hmm. as a director. And I think this is the one where he kind of tempered that. And he saved the real stylistic directing, camera-wise, for the parts that it needed that support. Question. And I, I thought, it, directing-wise, it was his best, if not his best movie Possibly directing wise, I think story wise, yeah, it's very, it's pretty long. In uh, the movie, when did was that a problem with the projector where something skipped, or was that like a choice? I don't because know. Because there was a color, in there Fight was, Club, the, there was all the like yeah. the there was a color flashes. flare earlier. Yeah, where the screen went to yellow. Uh, let us know if you guys noticed it in your screening. It was shot digitally. Really? So uh, it was shot digitally. So those things can definitely be emulated and shouldn't be in final prints. But if it's projected off of a film, uh, if it's projected off a film, then yeah, it could easily have been a screw up. A lot of re- like good actors in it too. Fantastic actors. Uh, Another Donald Logue side character. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Logue is good. Um, what's his name? Goose is really good in this. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is really okay, good. Okay, I will say this. There, it, Anthony Edwards and Mark Ruffalo were the the two partners. The two cops, right? And. For whatever reason, in so many movies, there's the, the homicide detective partners where one of them has this weird idiosyncrasy. There's like, hey, you got any animal crackers? Yeah, for this one, Mark Ruffalo's character. I like animal is, crackers. Like Brian animal Cox crackers. laying in the back, back seat. What are these, cookies? You guys are disgusting. It, this guy with his animal crackers. It, it wasn't as annoying as Nicolas Cage's jelly beans. Jelly beans. In Ghost Rider. I read it. Speaking of Ghost Rider, real what quick, was that about? I, I read an interview with, with, Mar- with Mark Steven Johnson, real quick, where he said that 
the character in Ghost Rider wouldn't drink alcohol and would always, because of his inner demons, he would always be trying to find inner peace. So he listens to the carpenters and eats, dr- eats jelly beans instead of drinking alcohol. Great, that makes sense. We didn't get it. Yeah. It Instead, was he's pouring jelly bellies us. into a martini right. glass and like, mm, yeah, it, these are good. We, we don't get that. We think your character is a freak. <laughs> That's basically what is translated to us uh, when you do something like that. This uh, was... It wasn't as obnoxious. These little character what what like traits, these little character I, I, I colors. It was, was kind of weird. Like it didn't it didn't just three. That's the three. three voice cracks. It didn't destroy the movie for me. It didn't destroy the character for me. I think it's a really enjoyable movie. If you can see it in the theater, I definitely recommend you yeah. do. Uh, but definitely be in, be ready for a near three hour movie that feels like a near three hour movie. Yeah. Um, like five minutes would go by and it would say seven years later, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Six hours later, and Jake Gyllenhaal still looks the same. Yeah. Well, no, he he ages via facial hair. Right, right. <laughs> he starts. I'm just a rookie. I'm young and want to go get him. Did, with did the you did you research the, Did you know a lot about the Zodiac Killer going on? I did. The night on Friday, yesterday, uh-huh. I went and on while I'm sitting at work, I looked online. Crystalite iced tea. Zodiackiller.com. Who'd have thunk it? And it had all the the. Victims and uh, it was kind of it was really weird reading that. Why did you get on there? Just because I'm, okay. I'm I'm interested in that kind of stuff. Like not to freak me out, not to freak you out, or say like how did those guys get caught so I won't. Right. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> where did they screw up? It's but, whore killing time. <laughs> no, but it, it showed all the victims, like the cab driver. Kind where, of sh- where are these? They'll never. They'll, they'll never. They'll never. No, imagine you. Silence of the Lambs with those instead. I'd fuck me. That like scene, that like scene? Where, I'm, where I'm dancing. <laughs> Very much a scene. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I like the movie a lot. Uh, I did not know a lot about the story. Uh, of the I, yeah, I didn't killer. know how it ended. I don't, should I say? Because no, mean, it, it's it's, it, it, it's it, everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. But uh, but but the, right, it ends with I'll a big tell, question I'll tell mark. This. It ends with a big question mark. It ends with a big question mark. But it's one of those things like common sense. That's what sucks about like they were talking about all the the. The bureaucratic, pa- like the paperwork shuffle right. that they had to do, it was like it was this guy. It obviously was this guy. Like it, you know, we got to be careful. The handwriting doesn't match. Right. We got to. We, we don't have enough to implicate that guy. That guy. Right. Implement. Yeah, we don't. They didn't. They never. Had, no one department had enough to implicate the guy. But piecing they together, weren't working for, they weren't together. working together. They were trying to. It's just a jumble. But it was obviously this guy. It was a complete. Look who's fluke. Look who's joined us. What? Yeah. What about those guys that were kidnapping the dogs? What? Did you see that? In the news? Yeah, there's these no. guys, like these this family, uh, like dog breeders. They have this security footage, uh, which hopefully we'll show you, right? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know how, but. We'll find it. What is it? Uh, these people broke into a house, like walked right in the front door, and they started stealing puppies. And it was so funny, funny but it was sad because. Like, the dogs could hear the people coming up to the front door, so all the dogs were like, oh, let's go check it out. Let's go to the front door. Like a wave of puppies. They open the door, and they're just like, all right. They're scooping them in down. bags. They're scooping them in the bags. Yeah, and it, oh, here's what we're going to do. If we can find that footage and play the Benny Hill music over it, because there's times when the puppies would, like, kind of get Try away, and get away from them? Like, running under chair legs and stuff. Yeah, wow. the, the thieves saw the ad. Laura said yeah. that the thieves saw the ad for the puppies. Those dogs were twenty five hundred dollars a piece. What kind of dogs were they? Dogs. Mini Yorkies. Mini Yorkies. And so they went to the house. Oh, went to the house. While they were gone. And while they were gone. That's the thing. Like, like if you advertise that you got puppies for sale, advertise that you're gonna put them in front of a PetSmart at a certain time, or pick something away from your house. That nobody comes to your house and jacks your puppies. So you're able all to you dog breeders out there, all you dog breeders who are watching Geekscape, yes. there may be a lot of you. Know, since, since dog talk, take some uh, changes into consideration in your business practice, please. So, 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 Graham, uh, can I just say before we get into news, a lot of people want to see trailers on the show. I don't always want to show trailers because I always feel like there's not significant trailers out that need, mm. that warrant talking about. What about Mr. Brooks? Yeah, we saw a trailer for Mr. Brooks. Sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> and, no, and uh, yeah, Kevin Costner. Okay, just, just remember when you watched that trailer for Mr. Brooks. Mm-hmm. Old people need to go to the movies. No, I too. was I was into that. I was into it. Like when it first started, <laughs> Kevin Costner and Debbie Moore make movies because old people still need to go to the movies. It looked it had William Hurt. It had William Hurt in it. It looked like a good movie when it like the first started, and then it was like. But then, you know who ruined the trip for you? 
<laughs> Dane Cook. Yes. <laughs> Dane Cook is in this movie. I had no idea. Um, I saw what you did. Can, can, can we, We're going to make a deal. Yeah. I've got a beard. I, I guess now we are playing the Mr. Brooks trailer. <laughs> Look at that piece of garbage. It's it's. I, I, I have not I, I have not seen the film. It could be it could come out and have great reviews and be a very good quality film. Uh, we're judging things simply off the trailer, which I I'm not that interested. But if I hear good reviews, I'll go see it. That's what I did with several films during the holiday Oscar season. Um, dogs are attacking the camera. That dogs not are an attacking the DJ is fine. Dogs are attacking the cha- the, the camera. Uh, so Graham, you're a very competitive gamer. You get on Halo Not 2. Really. No, 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 I, I, shut up, dude. I hear you on the Xbox Live yelling at people, being like, idiot, drop it, no, stay there. I'm not. Right. Though you throw commands left and right. You're very competitive. That's, look, somebody's got to take charge. I'm just, yes, yes. <laughs> high five. No, no high, high five. five. You, won't, you won't, listen. I like that, dude. I like a man who takes control. Let me tell you a story. The reason I play this game so much, it started, get your hand off of me. <laughs> it started... When I was back in college, I would go from lacrosse practice over to this guy's apartment, me and a buddy, and uh, some of his, like a bunch of his law school friends would be there. And so there'd be like eight to ten, to, at one point there was 16 of us in this one apartment, wow. and you know, drink a couple beers, whatever. Just playing this video game, it was a lot of fun. Halo, Halo 2. Really competitive, like guys talking trash in the next room. But and, you still do it. Yeah, but the thing, the thing about that is like we, we developed teams and like people would have their roles, like all right. Uh, uh, Craig's going for the sniper rifle. He's going to do that. I'll get in, I'll get in on the flag runs. And so you guys were a precision team. Yeah, and, and it, it made it, made it really float. fun. Everybody had their own job, and you know, people were helping each other. It was fun. No, no Graham, I, I, I bring this up, competitive gaming, because I want to lead into this trailer. Mm. A, lot of people, uh, a lot of people want me to play trailers, but I really only want to play trailers that I think are quality. Uh, and I actually I say, interesting, but I want to play this one in full. I don't want to talk me, over me, this trailer. I actually want to play it in full. Right, before you, before you start, I will say competitive gaming, like those nights. That was the time that a guy got punched. That we had the cops called on us. A guy got punched. A guy got body slammed through a coffee table. Wait, because over, of Halo? Over Halo. So we were taking it very seriously, <laughs> very seriously. You guys had Super Smash Brothers physically. Yes. There were many wrestling matches where I thought I was a lot bigger than I was and would try to, like, get in some maneuver and some 200-pound guy would just be, like, forcing me on the ground. Well, over Halo. Yeah. I, and it, that goes beyond the gaming experience. Wouldn't you, you always, dude, that's, like, something you want to we started at You want some to point, do that, though, right we, start, we started basing our opinion on other people in the apartment. Right. I'm like, that fucking guy. All he does is use the sniper rifle. He's such a pussy. <laughs> fucking kill him. But you know on Xbox Live how I tell you, uh, and, and people confirm this because I think it's uh, true. It's definitely true. It the, is the a rednecks, of the, racial the, harmony. The, the, you know those two, those two rednecks that are always on Xbox Live? That's, those are things that you no, want I to heard, do. I, you want to on, kill those people. I was on last night, geekscape.net, gamertag, mm-hmm. and there was the antithesis of that. Yeah. Guy got on and said, anybody here from the South? I oh. hate people from the South. <laughs> People from the South are fucking losers. I'm going to kill all of you people from the South. Somebody came on and said that? Yeah. Oh, not, that's like, not, those aren't right. your opinions. Well, <laughs> uh, self-loathing. L- 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 let me show this trailer. It's for King of Kong. It's a documentary uh, that's hopefully coming out pretty soon. It looks soon. hysterical. There's no release date yet. You know what I can compare it to? Well, here, well, here, here's, here's the trailer. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. I play video games. It's the constant drive to be the best at something. I said I'm like the Wayne Gretzky at video games. The fact of the matter is, Bill is the best classic arcade gamer of our era. Steve is, he's so focused on being the best at what he does. And he will not stop until it's absolutely perfect. The average gamer in Donkey Kong will never get past the third elevator stage. Very difficult. It's a hard, hard game. So why should I pursue playing a piece of crap that's difficult? Maybe the level of difficulty is one of the things that appealed to me.
there's a guy named Steve Wibby, or Wib, it's W-I-E-B-E. So he he took two he took two of Billy's titles like right away from him. And I don't mean to sound, you know, crude or anything, but he did. He did officially he did. Not a one of the scores that is there intimidates me because they won't give me my rep my videotape record. The videotape is not proof, the videotape is history. I don't know if he's playing mind games. Oh Billy Mitchell always has a plan. <laughs> Maybe they'd like it if I lose. I gotta try losing sometime. I think before we went to the trailer, you're gonna compare it to something. What are we gonna compare it to? Hands on a hard body. But I see. That. I think it's gonna. I think it looks better than that. Hands on a hard body was hysterical. Yeah. For me. those of you guys who never uh, who've never seen it, there's a documentary called Hands on a Hard Body where uh, you just have to look it up. I thought Robert Altman was going to try and uh, adapt it before he passed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that project is still going on. The Hands on a Hard Explain Body. Explain Hands fictitious. on a Hard Body. Uh, basically, no, it, it, uh, really look it up. It's about a dealership in northern Texas that every year gives away a truck to whoever in the town picked out of 24 people. 24 people are picked out of a, a bowl, and they have to show up and keep their hands on a truck. On a what? On a truck. Well, what's, it, what's a truck called? A Hard Body. On a hard body. Uh, okay, got it. I was wondering where you were going with that. But uh, they have to keep their hands on the truck without leaning, without taking their hands off. They have to keep one hand no, on the truck. No, they can lean. Nonstop. Whatever. But that's not what the movie we're talking about. Look that one up. King of Look Kong. Up, yeah, King of Kong looks awesome. It's these two guys, one of which had a, a 20-year record in Donkey Kong. He, I, was, I was telling John this earlier. He was on... MTV's, uh, True, MTV's Life. True Life. He was featured as like the Donkey Kong or... Champ. Champ of the millennium, whatever. Okay. The guy randomly made a whole bunch of money selling buffalo wing sauce. He like started a restaurant, mm -hmm. and he was a really interesting character. But in this trailer, you see him come off as kind of like some kind of cocky, cocky guy. He's got a swagger. You definitely want him to lose. And awful, and, and somebody, awful mullet. And somebody did come all around and beat his Donkey Kong record. Where's the proof? And where's the, the proof? Question. So now they've got to go back head to head to finalize this thing once and for all. My money's on Billy. Really? Had it for 20 years. Why can't he, uh, why can't he get he it right back? I want to see this movie so bad. I've ne I haven't it, wanted it's, it. It's been in festivals all over the place. Right. There's reviews. I'm going to go see it at South by Southwest for next episode. So maybe I'll tell you guys next week what it's like. Can you get a DVD? Uh, I'm working on what a couple things. But I can't promise anything. I can't even promise that I get into the screening. But if I do get into the screening, I'll give you guys my Those guys will be there. Right. I want you to interview Billy. Well, we'll see what happens. But next week, uh, I'll be in Austin. Um, moving on, movie news. Ta -da! You know how I was bitching about Night of the Comet not coming out on DVD? What is that? It's an 80s movie. Came out last week. Night I know, of the Comet. I know that movie. Night of the Comet is out on DVD, and because my bitching is so on, spot on with what the people want, mm -hmm. this fall, I think in October, it would be great for them to release in October. Lionsgate has acquired Monster Squad to release in a special edition DVD. Don't care. What? <laughs> I don't care. I think it's a terrible movie. I think it's an awful movie. I think, yeah, it's a great kids movie, but it's not... Okay. It doesn't... Okay. I, I've told you this many times before. Okay. I don't think it's that great. What? Okay. Awkward silence now? Uh, it's cool. I, 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 will, oh, I will say, I will show you, I found on MySpace the girl who was the little girl. In my, is she hot? Yeah. Oh, Probably still a virgin, but that's just something different. I'm a, oh yeah, the virgin. <laughs> yes, that's a big plot point in Monster Squad. So those of you What's who haven't, those of you who haven't seen Monster Squad, definitely go check it out. Uh, I will say it was cool. The, Monster Squad was was cool for the reason that like there's a lot all those movies like uh, kind of kid movies, but the Goonies exactly. They were, the kids don't speak properly. It's not that they don't speak properly. They speak like kids. Like, all right, we're right. gonna go sneak out tonight right. and go down to the rock quarry and have some, you know, mischief time. Right. They don't show that in kids' movies now. It's always like, mom and dad are fighting. Got to get them back together. Mm. Yeah. Who cares? Like, yeah. th those those are the movies I love. Like, where kids were were portrayed properly. Where they go out and they start throwing eggs at houses, at cars. They. They peek pour. under the the uh, the the. the uh, the stall. That's yeah, the, the, the Porky's moments. 
Um, Which I heard rumors they're going to redo that one. And that... Yeah. Pick up a pen. <laughs> mm. Why? Uh, well... They are redoing... This is my take on remakes. Okay. I hate them. They're right. redoing... Most uh, people do. Back to school. I don't know if you talked about this yeah. already. You know who's going to be him. Cedric the yeah. Entertainer. Yeah. Right. They don't swim. How's he going to dive? Pride. Another movie I mean... Wait. They don't swim. It's science. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think I just found out who that. I know. I guarantee. I that, think I just listen, found out listen, who that redneck listen, on Xbox no, listen, listen, really is. I guarantee you. I will put a hundred. Okay, a hundred dollars on it right now. That that joke will be in the movie, and it will be in the trailer. Black I guarantee you, Cedric that... the Entertainer will say, "I don't swim." Oh. We'll find out. Oh, man. In Norbit. It's raining little whacker. Can you please deflate the racial situation on the show right now? Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm kidding, Graham. No, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's... I know, I know. Um, you know what, I think you're right, though, about that line. I actually do. Um, while, yeah, while there's remakes and things like that, you know that uh, Ubisoft, they're putting out that game, Assassin's Creed, which everybody loves, for I don't no know freaking it. reason. Yeah, it's not even out yet. You're seeing Nerds. trailers of, of what are you doing? Uh, cinematics. What are you doing? Chill out. Chill out. You're watching game footage. Chill out. It, it could be r- ridiculously terrible. Regardless... It'll probably be good. They, they did Splinter Cell, one of my okay. favorite r- Regardless, that same company has started their own studio in Montreal to make the feature-length Assassin's uh, Creed movie. Jumping the gun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a bit of jumping the gun. Um, especially if it comes out in flops, and uh, everybody who's going crazy about the Assassin's Creed trailer, so, I will say, I, I remember sitting at lunch back at Penn, sophomore year, and having people, having my good friend Josh Rosenberg come back from having gone to see The Water Boy, only to see the trailer to Episode One because that's what it was attached to, The Water Boy. Uh-huh. He came back and goes, "Dude, it's going to be the best movie ever made." I will say this. Somebody, so you, somebody has to Assassin's do... Creed. Somebody's got to do a new video game movie. Like Resident Evil, whatever. Those are like established yeah, yeah. kind of franchises. Somebody has to be the first one to do it. I thought it was going to be Halo, and I was going to be the guy in the... The Halo line. movie still might happen. Well, it, it will at some point. And there's just too much money. Yeah, It should be there's, Nintendo. There's too much, it should be... Should be um, too much story to tell in that Halo Kirby. universe. You know, I downloaded Kirby's Adventure uh, on the, the, the Wii... It's a lot of fun. I want that movie suck made. I want, I want to see a big like pink an, guy suck like people up and spin version. them out. It's Just been like, made Whoa. many times. It's been made. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Kirby. <laughs> what if you made it like a Godzilla film? Kirby's just coming down the middle of the city. Stay Marshmallow Man. They yeah. did that. But he's, he's got to be pink. And he's got to be like radioactive coming out of the ocean. That'd be funny. Spe- speaking of, uh, of geek films, we're just going to keep it on, on there. Uh, Brad Bird, you tried watching uh, Iron Giant last night? Yeah, and I still will. Yeah, Iron Giant. Uh, I couldn't get through it. I yeah, was in the, ADD the mode last yeah, night. totally was. Absolute ADD mode. The Incredibles. Uh, he's the director of The Incredibles. His next what? movie, rumored to be live action, called 1906, about the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Um, Family film. I'm excited. I mean, I'm just excited to see this. I think he's he's a quality storyteller, regardless of the style or the medium that he's working in. I feel like he could make a quality children's book if he picked up a guitar. He could probably make a pretty good good Kabuki song. Kabuki theater, probably. They don't speak. This Fair is enough. fire. This is a fans. <laughs> what was it in uh, Karate Kid Two? They did that with the fans. She had this and did the special movie. <laughs> um, and then the guys came down. Or I just, I, I just hope uh, after Ratatouille, 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 whatever the next one is, I hope that you know he just goes right back into another movie. Uh, what's what's what? Bef- what's I saw a poster date like the Meet the Robinsons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's coming out next month. Is it Pixar? No, it's Fox. It's Disney. Oh, it's Disney. Yeah, okay. but it looks exactly like a Pixar thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, Whatever. they're all Preacher, Star Wars. Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. You, know do you know what Watchmen is? I, you've heard. It's a really it. big, iconic. Everybody loves it. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, who's doing 300. 
is supposedly doing Watchmen. There was a rumor that uh, there's a character. VJ's gonna hate yeah. it, Dan. The, the, yeah. VJ saw an exclusive trailer on MySpace yeah. for 300 and said it was, like, everything was in slow motion. <laughs> um, suppose there's a character called Ozymandias who's a, like uh, a handsome, successful man. Uh, is and, that what handsome, successful? Yeah, I am, am Ozymandias. I command the room when I enter. Uh, they were talking about maybe Tom Cruise playing him. It's not gonna happen. They hate it's it. It's not going to happen. The dogs are now growling. And they're now barking. Uh, it's not going to happen, guys. It's okay. The bomb has been diffused. You know what is going to happen? Cruise is not going to play Ozymandias. Your Watchmen movie will still be uh, safe. But Cedric I, the Entertainer. <laughs> yeah, that's still going to happen. Uh, I will tell you, though, that I, I don't think Tom Cruise would be that bad at casting. I think a Jude Law type would be pretty good as Ozymandias. Um, you'd have to have read the book, though, to get what the hell I am talking about. <laughs> Um, he disagrees. Graham, do you feel comfortable talking comics? There was yes. You do feel uncomfortable? The, no, the, I feel very comfortable. Because there was there was a comic book announced uh, ah, yes. on the rumor mill this week. Well, um, oh, it's no rumor, friends. It's no rumor. Well, what is it involving? Marvel Comics is publishing. What is it, Graham? Cedric the Inter- no. <laughs> uh, the uh, Halo universe is getting. They it, did the graphic novel. Right. Did you read the graphic it. novel? Yeah. I've How tri- was it? I've tried to pawn it off on you a hundred times for you to try to get in. Whatever. I would love to read it. Do I have to have played through the games to read it? No. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's dude the, shooting the, guns. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So that the, you like the graphic novel? Yeah. It was. It was okay. It, it was like. All these, whatever. Different artists, it was the, like a jam they're, session. But they're sticking with one artist, one writer. Yeah, it's Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. <clears throat> they did a huge run on Daredevil. Lasted a couple years. Never read it It's really long. good. Right. It's really good. Now they're doing a Halo ongoing for Marvel. Mm. Are you going to read that? Yes. There you go. Somebody who's barely ever picked up a comic book in their entire life, picking up a comic. I have the Calvin and Hobbes anthology, my friend. Is that every single one And ever I used to buy a Farside Day uh, calendar every year. You know what? That was like... When they said the stars at night are big and bright, the guy clapped an extra time. That was the alien. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that was definitely a Farside comic. I remember giving those to my dad almost every Two year fish. for Christmas. All they wanted to do was get out Christmas. of that bowl. All they wanted. Um... So that's coming out. Cows, You're excited. Huh? Yes. You know what? The, the thing about Alex Malie's artwork is that it's going to be really... Uh, I'll, I'll show What's you some of it. I'll, I'll put some up right here. I'll put some of his Daredevil work up here. But he, he, he draws people... Security! He draws people very photorealistic. Cheese, what are you doing, buddy? Security! I think Cheese, Cheese wants to do a segment. Cheese. Cheese just jumped up here for no reason. Cheese, lay down. Lay down or sit down. Um... I read I read a couple of comics this week. I finally started trying to catch up on comics. He's uh, thinking about it. The ones that I read, I read. Uh, I really had to read. Uh, I really had to read Brian K. Vaughn's last Runaways book before Joss Whedon takes over, and it's issue twenty four of Runaways, volume two. I really wish that um, he had gotten two issues to wrap up his storyline that he was totally. doing. Because for those of you who read it. It just seems sandwiched. The scenes are too short, and at the end of at, put enough into right, it. At the end of somebody's at the end of somebody's comic, you want them to really have the space to explore all the things that they intended to when mm-hmm. they went into. Maybe you did. Maybe Brian uh, Kavon did get that chance and was happy with it. I felt like it was, it, it ran a little fast, and uh, I wasn't ultimately totally. I wasn't satisfied. satisfied. Right. Jinx, twice in one night. You know, do you, do you know anything about the green? Do you know anything about the Green Lantern? I know we're about to have a death match down here. L- Laura, can you take care of whatever that is? It's a, it's a ball that's under the table. Okay, right, but Hank's Trouble in paradise. Right. The dogs are hitting the, the thing. Hank's got it in his mouth. And okay. Hank's, oh, I'll give you play by play. Okay. Hank's got it in his mouth. And cheese uh, is interested. Okay. This is the ball that, and, that, uh, that, all, that all the dogs are fighting over. This ball right problem now. Problem solved. During your episode. Now they're all staring at John. Look at this. I've got, I've got all these <laughs> eyes on me. Watch this. If you, if, if you those of you at home, <laughs> try and imagine what is going on beneath the camera. I, all the dogs are focused steadily on this ball. You're over here? They're freaking out. They're freaking out. Ready? You are God. Watch this. Watch this. Ready? Ready? Oh, Jesus Christ. They're all going over here. Hold on. You've got... What's this? Oh, what the oh, hell is going? Okay, 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 guys, 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 guys. The ball went over there. Earthquake. Hi. 
the last issue of Green Lantern kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how Green Lantern got his lantern ring? Do you know what they are? They're like the space uh, cops. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Do you know how he got his ring? In cereal box. Yeah. Uh, he he's a jet Mail pilot. Order. He's a jet pilot. Uh, mm-hmm. A dying Green Lantern named Abin Sur. Mm-hmm. Crashed crash into Earth. What is a Green Lantern? He, it's a cop. For the for you know like this is this is a green. They Lantern's patrol the mean beats of space. Of space, right? And we have one assigned to our Earth. It's called Hal Jordan, and he got the ring by finding a dying Green Lantern who gave the ring to him. He stole said, it off a dead guy. Dead guy kind of gave it to him. So I know. Dead- I, I, I know how you feel because in this issue, the dead guy's son comes to get his father's ring. It is my birthright. Up. That's right. That's the, it's a really good I series. I challenge you. It's a. Jeff John, Jeff Johns is doing the artwork. Uh, is doing the writing for it. It's an awesome series, and it's Wait, about. Wait, does he have a mustache? Green Lantern does not. Who has the green the mustache? That's the... Green Arrow. Okay. He has that an he gay. has an entire goatee. That guy's gay. That's what Laura thinks too. So gay. <laughs> She's just, um, yeah. So what I'm saying is, those of you guys who want to get on Green Lantern, it definitely deserves to be read. You guys should definitely be reading it. Go to the comic book store as of the this episode. They're about to start a new story arc. You'll be able to hop on. It's definitely worth reading. Sinestro is like his Joker, is his arch nemesis. Green Lantern's powers don't work against yellow. Because they cancel out. No, they don't. I know, but in the comics they do. Sinestro... Green's a mixture of... Uh, Sinestro... It's half yellow. Right, right, right. Sinestro is gathering a bunch Mixed of people race. to create the Sinestro Corps. <laughs> to fight the Green Lantern Corps. You know what I mean? And he tried to recruit Batman, and Batman said, get the hell away from Wait, me. Wait, blue Batman or black Batman? Blue Batman. No, Bruce Yellow, Wayne. Blue. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wait, Wayne. I got it. Bruce Wayne. That's how they, uh, you got the yellow I, guy. I don't even the know. The blue Batman, what? you put them together, you get the green arrow. I don't even know what you're saying. So it's like a metaphysical thing they're talking about. It's not even, a, it's like a theories. All I'm telling my audience to do is go buy the book because I think it's worth reading and it's a safe jumping on point now. Does that make sense? Cheese platter. I have power. I'm like, God. <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, video games. We've already talked a lot about video games. Yes. One of the big games, we went, remember when we were growing up, Wing Commander? I never played. I have a bone to pick. In my senior year of high school, it was a... Big tradition for the seniors to do the senior skit. Remember the senior skit? I remember the seniors in high school used to make a giant fake penis and throw it off the couch. That was senior dong day. That was something <laughs> <Okay>. completely <laughs> <laughs> that was... I, I remember being a freshman and sitting in art class and just hearing this scream go down the hallway. I, got, and I look I outside and a bunch out. of dudes are carrying a giant dong outside the, the thing. They throw it off and it explodes all over the W. Our, our vice principal the got a uh, sprained ankle. Chasing after the, the culprits. And I got kicked out because I got a video camera as like a graduation present. And I was documenting everything. I have this tape. They thought, they literally thought I was inciting a riot. This was me and I. That was the excuse. And there's a, there, I have this thing. Maybe we can find it someday. Of like panning this giant throng of people. And through it I see Miss Williams pointing down at me from up above. And she just goes like this. And then it just cut. And then I got kicked out, and they had my dad on the phone. I was like, we think he's inciting riotous behavior in the students. We've never seen anything like it. And I hear my dad laughing through the phone. That was the best bonding moment I ever had with my father. Uh, so what, that, what was the about? bone you had to pick with me? Oh, with Wing Commander. Whatever. It doesn't even make sense now. Okay, the, can't, the, the, can't the, reason, the, the reason I'm story. bringing Wing Commander up is for those of you guys who think that I still haven't caught on to Battlestar Galactica, I must tell you, friends, that I'm almost done with season one of Battlestar Galactica, and it kicks as much ass as all of you claimed it kicked ass. The funniest moment being, Laura and I are watching Battlestar Galactica, and you know when they come out of the ships, they come out of the Galactica, and they go, boo, boo. You don't hear a bunch of explosions and a bunch of... Fireballs and stuff in space because space is silent. You hear muffled sounds, right? This is what the machine guns sound like. And when they it's come like out, when they there. yeah, when they come out. Well, this is what I said. <laughs> I turned to Laura and I said, you know, because the, the the show's very stylized and I and I like it uh, and <clears> like that. And I and I turned to Laura and I said, I said, I like that it's quiet. It's more realistic. You're Be- an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. That's what she said. I said, oh, you've been in space? I let you sleep with me? <laughs> like, mm. 
Yeah, because that's what she said. What, 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 oh. what, what, what you don't understand, Graham, is I spent some time in the Galactic Federation. Uh, no, uh, really, what this you ever seen those those people with the cars like. With the cars, they have those like uh, alumni stickers on the yeah. back. I'm gonna put Starfleet yeah. Academy. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna put. You're on a my... winner. Uh, well, well, one thing that Battlestar Galactica did was make me really nostalgic for Wing Commander, because that's how it feels. It feels like those classic battles I used to have instead of going out in high school with the Kilrathi. Um, so I went out and uh, I was just hungry for some Wing Commander games. And I got for the Nintendo DS, uh, I got the Game Boy Advance uh, Wing Commander Prophecy. Okay, there it is. Which doesn't play as well as your computer. Cause you're, I mean, dude, having a joystick is the way to play these games. As soon as I had ordered this and found out that maybe I'd never see Wing Commander again, there was an announcement. A new movie with Freddie Prince. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Wing Commander Arena is coming for Xbox Live. I was reading the Dude. story behind this. Is like, hold on, girl. Yeah. Introduction. Report on unidentified military threat. That's fucking boring. <laughs> That's dumb. Mark yeah, Mark Hamill has little appearances in this he, game. He was in all of them, right? No, he was in uh, three and four. Uh, the first mind. two were like cartoony animated dudes. Third one had him. Oh, that was like the, for the like yeah. CD ROMs. Uh, right, right. See, the, look at that. The third it's and fourth the one. Return to Zork. Yeah, and uh, and he was in it. The dude who played Biff was in it, and two porn stars were in it. Who's Tom it? Wilkinson? Or, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tom, not Tom Wilkinson, Tom Wilson, or something Wilson. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a very funny comedian. He is. And uh, it's, I, I'll say this: everybody out there who said Kyle Cease not funny, you guys are dumb. Dumb. Maybe we'll have Kyle on the show. Good. To defend himself right now. I have to defend himself. I'm defending himself. <laughs> okay. Who are some of the, your favorite comics right now? All I wanted to say was, was Wing Commander Arena coming out this summer for the Xbox Live. I'm going to take all of you guys. You want to be on my wing, buddy, because if I see you out there in the deep, deep darkness of space, you're all going down. You're all going down. Did you see when you helped me move that trunk the other day? Yeah. Did you see the sticker that was on the front of it? First, all I saw was the blood coming out of it. First, that's act two. What the hell is going on with your beasts? I don't know. Hank is on the table now. The f- What's this? Uh, Ready? First, Ready? Pan down. Hank. Hey, Hank. All right, pan up. Dog. This show is out of control. How much time do we have left, KJ? All right, we're, we're 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 at video games. We're at the we're, we're wrapping it up. We've kind of talked about video games and Halo throughout, but uh, what were you gonna say about comedians? Oh, Who are some of your favorite first comedians? First stand-up really show I ever this. saw was a big like arena thing. I went and saw Gallagher mm-hmm. with my dad, and I was like mesmerized. Do you think that's what led you to wanting to do skit no, comedy? No, the reason I'm so like such a comedy dork is because you really are that kind of geek. Yeah. You are definitely a geek. Would you consider yourself a geek? Otherwise, you shouldn't be co-hosting this show. Do you consider yourself a geek? I was on the varsity lacrosse team, my friend. Yes. I'm no geek. It's yeah. not even a real sport. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, uh, what was I saying? My ass kick. You went to Gallagher with your dad. Gallagher. No, my dad, when I was seven years old, he sat me down and made me watch. Uh, I remember specifically, he sat me down and made me watch the Pink Panther movie. Mm-hmm. And Peter Sellers is a genius, right? Right. And then a couple of weeks after that, there was this marathon on PBS of like um, Monty Python's Flying Circus. He made me watch that, and so I'm like, at seven years old, all these things. I'm like, this is crazy, but I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of stuck with me that I would be the guy who wouldn't go out on Saturday nights, on by choice. So I would sit at home <laughs> well, and watch. I'm playing Wing Commander. So I would I would sit at home and watch Saturday Night Live, and so I saw like all the like the Phil Hartman era, mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole you know everybody seen the Chris Farley Adam Sandler stuff, which mm-hmm. was great. Rob, Rob Schneider being my person. I favorite. remember 1995, the 95 96 season when Will Ferrell started mm-hmm. on the show. I was like, that guy's hysterical, and everybody else was saying, "You're an idiot. He's not funny. He's that dumb cheerleader." Mm-hmm. Who's laughing now? Not everybody. Chris, not Chris Kattan. He was funny on the show. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a funny I, I guy. I think the problem came when he was not funny off the show. When was that? Nobody knows. He's not in anything. <laughs> he was in... Okay. I'll give you totally awesome. Monkey bone? <laughs> I'll get, okay, I'll... All right, point taken. <laughs> what were you going to say? 
He was gay speed skating Hitler. So that made me laugh. Yeah, it's true that. Um, if somebody wanted to see more, because right now we got a lot of the Gideon Cook stuff. We got a lot of the Chris Mencia and, stuff. And my my personal say, favorite is uh, um, Dave Chappelle, but who knows yeah, when we're going to see I like, him come I, out. You know what I mean? What would you say would be like the essential Desert Island comedy DVDs? You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, um, like, not, like maybe stand-up, just stand-up. I honestly think, and this is for a biased opinion, Joe Rogan put out a DVD a couple years back of a show he did in Austin that I was at. Mm-hmm. And if you need something, something that'll make you laugh on a desert island, plus you get to see boobs, get that DVD. It's okay. called Joe Rogan Live from the Belly of the Beast, I think is what it was called. These two girls got up on stage and took their tops off. Hilarious. The the one that I saw, the one of the few that a few that I've seen, the one that definitely stuck with me the most, of course, is Delirious. Yeah, that one. Uh, Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Not is, Raw. Delirious, I thought was. Raw's good. Raw's good. Raw. I like Delirious. Just everyone's everyone quotes the Ice Cream Man. Everybody quotes the Ice Cream what, Man. Would routine. you do it for us now? Ice cream. That's all. That's the quote. <laughs> that's it. Everybody knows that one. Ice cream. Okay, that's it. And. uh but yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of good. I'm not. I tried doing stand up one night. The only it was abysmal. The only laugh. Did you I got, have you had good experiences doing? How many no. times have you, you've only done one stand up? I, I did it like three or four times, okay. at, like for like consecutive weeks at this open mic night, and it was rough. Like and it's very hard. Everyone's saying just keep doing right. the same stuff until it works, and I realized the only time I got a laugh, I had this dumb, dumb bit. Like, I can't even call it a routine because I didn't do it enough to be routine. But I would, and it, it, if anybody should see, watch a movie called Do a Comedian, yeah. the documentary like Jerry about Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, there's this guy, Orny Adams, takes a, uh, his, uh, the stool that they always have mm-hmm. on stage and the, the mic stand and he uses, hey, it's a giant cell phone. I did something very similar to that, which was awful. And the only laugh I got was because the ceiling was so low, when I picked up the mic stand, I knocked out a ceiling tile. And they laughed, and they laughed. Man, I had to pay for it. <laughs> At me. Yeah. Um, but stand-up, stand-up's different than improv. Right. Stand-up is you like one guy. More. I like them both. I'm doing improv right, right now. I'm not getting paid to do improv right now. I'm not That's even doing improv looks... very well right, right now, but it's improv's more of a team thing. That's Like the Halo. Like the Halo. And we've come. So that's the way you work. That's the way you work. Yeah, I like I like if I see somebody out there not doing right. so well, I you know you have to figure out something that'll put you mm-hmm. in the scene that will help them, and it it you know it's a real camaraderie thing. It's it's a great a great feeling if it if it's done right. John's seen me do it a couple have, times. Do it wrong. You're so much. No, I, I like some of your stuff a lot. One day I'm gonna like all of your stuff, but that's what you're doing, Graham. You're learning, and and uh, it's it's great. And uh, it it's and a great community out here, right. and it's it's awesome. Well, in closing, buddy, I'm glad that your team mindset has led you to the Geekscape team, because as you guys meet hey, each member, I of got the team drafted this week. Seat, right? I got drafted. I you didn't. Got, try, no. I didn't try out. Friends. Uh, don't worry, there will you be episodes. You me. There will be. You're episodes. paying my contract. <laughs> there will be episodes. Talk where to you, my where agent. Where you get to meet Gilmore. There will be episodes where you get to meet VJ. Oh, it's. We're going to introduce you guys slowly to the entire team. Maybe the team will grow as we grow. But uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Hey. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for being part of the show. Thanks for being part of the site, the community that we're building at geekscape.net. Keep coming. And uh, for those of you guys who are no, keep thanking me. figuring it out, oh, I will. But uh, you guys can go on the forums at geekscape.net, submit news at geekscape.net, create your own profiles. We are rapidly growing. And... Um, I think it's an exciting thing to be a part of. I will go on record as saying, that I like I work my day job. I work in a, in a field where I'm seeing the direct impact of this medium. Mm-hmm. In that, oh, there's something else I want to talk about. But okay. like, we only have three minutes. The medium of uh, this is what's known as new media, right? And it's shaking up the entertainment industry big time. It's mm-hmm. scaring a lot of actors. There's talk of a writer's strike and Blah, blah, blah. But having said that, and having said my, my opinion on comedy, I'm all for everybody like watching TV on the internet and right. everything. But 
you don't have to necessarily go through those those kind of pirate sites. Like NBC has all their shows right. online. You can watch ABC. Them. You can watch Heroes. And yeah, they're and all that, yeah. the whole entertainment industry is funded through advertising. That's just the way it works. And everybody said, I don't want to watch commercials. Suck it up. That nothing would get made if there wasn't commercials. Right. So you sit and watch it online. Like I watched an episode of Thirty Rock, and you see uh, like a, a Toyota commercial, right. and they're only like thirty seconds long, between ten minute segments. And that's it. And that, that validates it, I think. Well, you guys wouldn't be getting this episode if not for our sponsors like NetRiver.net. Um, thanks a lot for thanks, coming guys. on the show, buddy. We will see you guys next week from Austin, Texas. Uh, episode may be a little bit late, but it's going to come. All right? I'm having to travel, so that's it takes a little time. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Graham. Let's go spelunking, baby. Dude, those are lame. <laughs> I'm, I'm like going to tell them. you right now. They're lame. So am I.